Welcome to What's Going On, the weekly podcast and videocast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of What's Going On. I'm Pastor Katie Rickey here at First United Methodist in Yankton, South Dakota, and I'm glad you could join me for this episode. This week, we have a very special episode because I have a very special guest with me. Uh, I would like to introduce you, if you don't already know her, uh, this is Catherine Hickey, and she has uh, been a part of this church for for a very long time, and um, I invited her on the podcast today because she has a new book out uh, that I want to talk a little bit about because our church features in it. And I think that's pretty exciting. And so, Catherine, thanks for joining me today. Hello. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Yeah. So, um, Catherine, this is not the first book you've written. You've, you have uh, you are quite the author, actually. Um, I my, my kids have a few of your children's books, um, and so uh, this is exciting. That, uh, but this one isn't necessarily a children's book, is it? It's a different kind of book that you're putting out this time. No, um, the children's book are under my birth name, Catherine Hickey, and this one is under my author name, Sabrina Oxford, and. That's because church is the only people on the planet that know me by my birth name. Everyone else knows me by my author name, Sabrina. Um, so those children's books I wrote with my birth mom. And <laughs> out of honor to her, I used my birth name for that genre of writing. But these, um, these books where I go out and find out who are using their life in a worthy manner, trying to make the world a better place, um, they're all under my author name, Sabrina. Yeah, so that's probably maybe a good thing to to note is that, again, we know you as Catherine at the church. Um, but if you're looking for her books, um, apart from the children's books, uh, looking for Sabrina Oxford as your, as your uh, author pen name. Right. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about this new book that you have can you see it? It's called 100 Facebook Friends. And these are all my friends that I have on Facebook. These people are using their life in some size, shape, or form to make the world a better place. It's a great book for either college students trying to find their way in the world, looking for some extra guidance, or maybe people that are in their 30s looking for um, a more soul-searching uh, development, which usually comes around that age and how to be a better person, what they could do in the world to be a better person. And if they haven't learned their pathway in life, they might read something from one of these hundred people that would give them a pathway in life or give them an idea for their pathway. So, you know, I mean, I really love my book because it has our church in it. And, um, but it has a hundred people that I truly do love and care about that I'm sharing with the world. And this is my fourth book of it. So this is four, this is my fourth, 400 people. Awesome. So, um, so maybe tell us a little bit about, uh, what, what, um, inspired, uh, this round and, and the people that you chose to include in this book. Okay. So like what inspired me to choose the people or what inspired me to write the book? Two different questions. Well, I would like the answer to both of them, actually. <laughs> okay. Well, um, as some people know from watching other podcasts that I've done recently, um, I've gone through a very difficult uh, life 
that has side effects. And one of the side effects is dealing with PTSD. And I didn't want to remember the emotional hardships of what I've gone through. So I needed to create something that would allow me to focus forward on something that was positive. Um, and I had stopped writing my books. So I decided that it would be a good healing process for me to write another book, focus on what's positive so my brain doesn't have time to think of what has happened in the past. Um, and then, of course, I had to choose people from my church because they're my Facebook friends and I love them. And they are so good in the church and they put so much energy and people forget that we're not supposed to just go to church to sit in the congregation we're supposed to be active we're supposed to do something with their life and the people in these books they're all doing something with their life that um is inspirational to everybody in some size shape or form i bet you that there's at least what that one person in this book that would touch everybody's heart mind body or soul in some size shape or form that could inspire them something that would say you know i can do that so I wrote this to make sure that whether I'm here on this earth or not here on this earth, there are books out there that people can read, that they can find, that they can find their pathway, their, their direction of what they want to do in life. And there's not many books out there that really inspire the goodness of other people and what they're doing. And I wanted to change that. Well, I love the idea. I love the the concept. And it reminds me of, um, you know, that everyone has a story and that everyone, if you just start really paying attention, you know, every everybody has something about them that's pretty incredible and pretty inspiring. And and you took the time to look at your Facebook list and, and um, kind of mine those stories of, uh, you know, paying attention to the people that are in your life and, and honoring them and, and what they're doing. Um, in some ways, it kind of reminds me also of our God moments that we talk about in church, because it's like, once you start paying attention, then you start to see the good that people are doing. And, and, um, and I think that's pretty amazing to be able to write it in a way that yeah, it lasts beyond just you or just your lifetime or their lifetime. Now there's record of it. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty incredible. And they get to be remembered for all eternity, even after we're here. Someone can open up the book to a page and they can read about Allison, who does our um, video, video, video editing for our program so it's live and people can see it. Um, or maybe they're, uh, I should have put Jill in here. <laughs> she can be in the next round, the next 100 Facebook friends. Okay, so I'm gonna have to write another book. I guess so. <laughs> My friend Alex Stratus is gonna have to be in there and Jill's gonna have to be in there. And I'm sorry, I forgot Jill on this one, but May, our um, bell director, she is in here for her hard work and dedication um, to the church and the wonderful job she does with the handbells. And I used to be in handbells um, for a while until now there's just no reliable transportation or, you know, to get there on time. I'm too busy doing things. So um, maybe one day, but, um, but Sue is really excellent for a teacher, for somebody coming in 
and making sure everything's color coordinated so you know exactly when to do your handbell and you don't get confused with other people's notes. And so I had to put her in here too. Plus, um, Sue's gives a, her story gives a very good, if I remember right, lesson on communication and forgiveness as Christians amongst each other because we had a misunderstanding about where we were supposed to agree agree to meet and I thought she was going to come pick me up in my house because I had a sprained ankle she wanted me to walk up to the church because she didn't know I had a sprained ankle <laughs> so that creates an argument now that's now I realize that probably seems like a trifle thing but it it turned into a big misunderstanding that had to be um that communication and forgiveness had to be there. And that's why I put her in this story because we need to communicate and find out why the person didn't call us or didn't show up or didn't do what they were supposed to do and have patience and understanding for their circumstances too. And that's yeah. Well, exactly. I think that fell. <clears throat> well, sometimes our connections to the church or to each other can be, be hindered by, by a misunderstanding. And unless we're willing to put ourselves out there when we're hurt um, or give someone the benefit of the doubt, we can start to build things up that that maybe didn't need to be that way. Um, and and that's part of living in community as as the church and and you know within our families and our friends. But it's a hard lesson and it's one that you know we we often have to learn over and over again. And so I'm glad that you put those kind of things in the book because Again, it goes back to, oh, that's a really great picture. Yeah, that goes back to, you know, what does it mean to live in community as Christians and how to how do we not let the little things get in the way of the bigger thing that we're all committed to, which is following Christ. Right. Yeah. And this is a good way of figuring out how to do that without it being, forgive the terminology, but preachy. <laughs> You know, you know what I mean? I do. As the preacher, I I, I do. And because there's times where I feel like I can I can be uh, communicative or I can be preachy and preachy is not actually what, you know, unless I'm preaching, <laughs> it's not the best way to communicate. Yeah. Uh, my foster dad is a pastor. So um, one time he came and asked me for advice on parenting. And I told him, I said, be a, a preacher at church and a dad at home. And he didn't understand what, what that meant because he's a pastor. He's always a pastor. And I tried to explain that, you know, sometimes, sometimes people just say a joke. Like one time I had, here's an example. I'd said, he said that it's snowing really bad and we're going down to the opera. So if something doesn't happen or so if we don't get back. And I'm like, like, that's not the thing to joke about in a snowstorm, dad. I said, so if you're going to be that way, then here's my reply to it. If you go, I want the lottery numbers. Now I was making a joke. So that was a joke back you know what I'm saying so he need, so he should have just been a joke it's, it's really hard for a pastor to not be a pastor mm. at home you know what I'm saying yeah I mean but, it's a different kind of relationship that you have between your church and your congregation versus the people that you live with your family 
Yeah. Right. I mean, at home, they don't call me Pastor Katie. You know, I'm mom or Katie. Uh, Sorry, I, <laughs> I switched my my uh, Wi-Fi connection, so hopefully that's a little better. It was kind of going out. Uh, Catherine, so part of uh, the excitement that I have for, for this book as well is not only did you write this book, as you mentioned, for your own healing um, and, and your own processing and your own journey, but but you have uh, big dreams for, for what this book can hopefully do for people as they read it, um, but also um, as people uh, buy it and, and what you hope to do with that. And so I was hoping you'd be able to share a little bit about your dreams for um uh, for the book what I'm, doing, what I'm doing with it yes okay well, um I, I i live a pretty simple life but i have one main goal in my life and that was to make sure that um foster kids did not go through the same experience that i went through leaving the system when they emancipate out so i developed people's reach out on foster care which it was the website is proof scholarships proof is the agronom can't pronounce the word, but you know what I mean, for people's reach out on foster care. And uh, what we do there is we have a scholarship program where people make mosaics of other people's pictures. They pay to get their photos in. We give them a free copy of the final version. Um, they present it to whoever the mosaic was made for and help them raise their funds for their scholarship program for whatever they need for college. Uh, the funds do not just get used for college if they have any billable item during their educational time frame, they can submit that and we'll pay for that. So if they need daycare, that gets paid for. If their car breaks down and has a bill to fix, that can get paid for. If they need a bus card, a gas card, even a food card. If it's something that we can bill or that can be billed that we have a receipt for, then we can pay for that for their schooling, even if it's a medical or dental expense. And a lot of people that go through the foster care system are like me, we have PTSD or other issues associated with the quantity of abuse that you go through, which is a little bit higher than the average bear. Because <laughs> um, people remember you go through the abuse before you get put in the foster homes. And then you go through the foster home experience, which is a, a whole nother kind of ex, you know, experience. Um, and then leaving the system, there really isn't a good transition. So this is for that transition. Okay. Our three to five year long-term goal is to take and renovate uh, either an old school building or just some kind of a uh, building where we, I'm preferring the school building because it already would have set up with the library and places for them to eat and a gym for them to play in. Classrooms could be turned into bedrooms, things like that but renovate an old building that's abandoned, that's not being used and turn it into a housing situation for them to be able to come stay at. It's not just for them to come stay at during their educational program that they can do online, which most of the colleges, you can do a lot of online education with versus having to send them out to a dorm, mm -hmm. um, which is an option with, a, with another scholarship program. So it depends on or at home or in this building. But once you are in the program, then your birthdays, your uh, all your holidays, Christmas presents, um, birthday presents, Thanksgiving dinners, Easter, you'll be invited back there 
to the building of where you originally um, started from. And if life falls on you, because in a normal home, if life falls on you, you can go back home to mom and dad for a time um, or maybe a sibling, but those bonds are not there for foster kids. So this is to have them, if life falls on you, you can come back here. You went through our scholarship program. We'll get you a bed. We'll figure out what to do. Um, you don't have to be on the streets. You don't have to be homeless. You don't have to figure it out yourself. Uh, we, you'll always have a support system from that day forward that will be like a secondary family. So you can go off and you can do your life and finish your school and get married and have your own family. But always know in the back of your head if there's if there's a hard moment and and it comes down to living on the streets or coming back to us then come back to us so that right. we can put you up. so because of that goal and how much that will cost I've dedicated half my profits from this book to that goal and I've also dedicated a dollar per book to um uh, to my church because well, they're my church and I don't really get to dedicate a lot each week. So this is my chance to do my Christmas wish of having a, a big check that I could give church that would matter, that would make a difference. So there's a lot of goals that are all inbound in one loving book. Yeah, I just, <clears throat> I find that so um, inspiring and incredible. I mean, you're putting this out there. It's, it's, you're doing this work that is hopefully doing healing within you, but, but you're also putting things out there in the world because you have a dream for helping others. And, and, and that's coming out of your own experience and what you've been through and, and the way that you're taking that and turning it into blessing for others. Um, that is, to me, that is incredible and a, a sign of God's grace at work in the way that God can take anything and and use it for his glory. And, and you are allowing God to work in you in this. And well, I just want to celebrate my life without God. I'll tell you that I've yeah. gone through a hard life and he's been there and has helped me through it. But we get one life. And yeah. you have to decide what are you going to do in your life that people are going to remember when you're gone. Um, I've died four times and I'm still here. I'm not done doing what I want to do. I want to make sure that this is going, that I, that I grew an oak tree, that I grew mm -hmm. something stable that will be there after I'm gone. I have a really good team. Um, that has joined us with People's Reach Out and Foster Care. That's it's called Global Ghost Hunt, um, but it's a. It, I don't know all of what they do. I just know that they're dedicating profits to us, and one of their members is now our board member and our new vice president. So, thanks to Brian out there, but um, they're all helping us make a difference on a global scale. This isn't just going. This might start out in the U.S. right now, but I have members on my board that are part of a global team so we can eventually expand out to other countries that have foster care type of things oh oh and another exciting thing about this is this isn't just a program um this book isn't just supporting that program and church but uh the foster kids that go in there it, they don't have to be just emancipated foster kids 
if you are a child, the first generational offspring of somebody that was in the foster care system and your parent didn't make it because like I said, there are a lot of side effects to being through the foster care system, but you now are ready to go to college and there's no money because your parent wasn't able to get a college education to have a higher paying job for there to be money to save for your college. And people need to remember that there are steps it's like a video game. You have to take step one to go to step two to go to step three. So this program extends to first generational offsprings of foster kids. So if somebody's out there and they're like, well, I wasn't in foster care, but my parent was. Guess what? Happy news. We'll help you um, as well, because we understand that somebody has to stop the cycle. Yeah. You just got to stop the cycle. And this is our way of helping to do that. And also, if you are in grade school, Sharon is in Minnesota, um, Dr. Sharon. And she is making, talking to our board, the board meeting right now about this program. And we are looking into setting up a trust fund or something. I'm waiting for a phone call from the bank to make sure that if grade school children want to start raising their college funds now, that we can put it into a trust fund for them so that when they turn 18 and graduate, it's there for them, hopefully lowering the suicide rates among those who are emancipating out of the system and giving them and raising up their hope that, hey, I build for this. It's paid for. It's there for me. I have something to achieve. So God is doing amazing things. And, all, and our goal is 100,000 books by Christmas. That's our goal. So if someone who's watching this, or someone from the church is interested in purchasing your book, what do they need to do? Okay, so I would recommend the easiest way of doing it is going to proofscholarships.org because A, that tells you more about the program so you can learn about it. Mm -hmm. But B, it has a picture of the book on there. They're side by side. Hang on. Forgive me. Hang on. Play some Jeopardy music. <laughs> There's a picture side by side like that. You click right on that and it will go right to the purchasing page. Okay. And how um, much is the book? So they just $19.99, the price of a pizza. No biggie. There you go. And so again, remembering that not only are you getting to read an incredibly inspiring and uplifting book um, <laughs> about some of the people you might know. Um, but also then you're you're helping to make some really incredible dreams happen with helping people uh, come out of the foster care system and, and build on a solid foundation for their life, as well as uh, the generosity of coming back to the church and, and honoring God in that. And so please consider that as um, in being a part of what Catherine is doing. Um, she certainly has a heart uh, for for people who are very vulnerable and, and we want to um, support her and love her in that. So I do have one more addition. Okay. Um, the, the hardcover, the hardcover can be uh, purchased on Amazon only. Oh, okay. Where the soft cover can be Lulu and Amazon Barnes and Noble. Okay. All and right. If you are out there and you are a bookstore and you want them on your bookshelf, hook me up. There you go. If you've got connections, um, 
Catherine, thank you so much for joining me for the podcast and and for being a part of our church. You are such a blessing to us all. And and uh, just I would like to close out today uh, with a prayer. Would it be all right if I prayed with you? Yes, let's pray. All right. Dear God, we thank you for Catherine and for uh, the way in which um, she seeks after you and she she runs after you in her life and she knows your goodness and your grace and your mercy and the hope that only you can provide. And God, we ask that you would continue to bless her and the efforts that she makes in trying to break the cycle that comes uh, with people coming out of the foster system and, and the brokenness that they have experienced in their life. And God, we pray for all of those um, young people, especially uh, that through Catherine's organization and others like her, um, that they can have hope and, and, a, and a better life, knowing that uh, there are people that love them and believe in them and will provide a space and a home for them. God, help us as the church to continue to seek out opportunities to be your hands and feet, to to help in this work of making your kingdom come on earth so that all may know their value, their worth, God, and that they are truly your children and, and truly beloved. And so, God, we, we thank you for Catherine and for bringing this uh, to light and for um, for what she offers uh for you. And so God, uh, we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And anybody watching that's confused, Sabrina Oxford is my author name, if you forgot. Yep. So look for Sabrina Oxford, 100 Facebook Friends, right? Yes. That's the book, Sabrina Oxford. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And until next time, God bless. Stay blessed. Thank you for joining us for this episode of What's Going On, a podcast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. We'd love to have you join us for worship on Wednesday nights at 6.15 or Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. You can also worship with us online at firstumcyankton.org or find us on YouTube.